1: Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase.
0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to Blizzard Watch, the podcast where we watch Blizzard games very, very much like an owl flying over a darkened field, seeing that one little mouse that it's going to eat. We're going to eat Blizzard in a non-food-related way. So there you go. I'm Matt. I'm the host. With me this week are the two fantastic hosts we usually have. First up, he writes, he edits, he does a lot of things. Mitch. Mitch, what have you been doing this week?
2: Uh, To be honest, uh, not a whole lot game-wise, but I have been watching a lot of Netflix. Okay. Yeah. There
0: you go. He's been watching a lot of Netflix.
2: Fantastic. It's been fun. It's been
0: fun. If you like Netflix, cool. I, I'm not disputing that Netflix can be good. I just haven't been watching much. I since I'm gonna since you didn't talk about Blizzard at all, I have been playing <laughs> Diablo Season Eleven like obsessively to the point of madness. Just constantly, constantly
2: playing it's, it. Every it's time it's chance. a lot of fun. Have you been playing the Necromancer? No, or something else. Oh, you nope. yeah, you're Barbarian. barbarian. Yeah, of yep. course.
0: I'm going to keep playing a Barbarian even if it is the weakest class in the game. as says rouch safe to me by the forums. Uh, I don't care. I'm going to keep playing it because I like it. Uh, but yeah. I, I noticed something really weird. If you like played, you know how they have the new places that you can get to in adventure mode. Yeah. Like the broken fate and the, the temple of the firstborn, The temple of the firstborn is super creepy. Even for the, I
2: love that place. And yeah, yeah it is. But I, that, I, I'm thinking it's at least it's the one I'm thinking of. It's the one with like the, the spike death traps that, you know, things just get locked into and squished. Right.
0: Yeah. And then they come bursting out. and yeah, Yes.
2: Yeah, yeah. I love that place.
0: That place is creepy as heck. Uh, But also with us this week, uh, she does practically everything for the site, including edit practically everything and write practically everything. Uh, Anne Stickney. Anne, what have you been doing this week?
1: Hey! I've been doing all kinds of stuff, like, outside of the game and inside of the game. But um, most of the Warcraft stuff has been... I am down to, like, the last few pieces that I need for transmog sets to have, like, that completed collections. And... The only things that I need right now are the Legion sets and the most current PvP set and then I have one pesky pair of bracers that I need from a warlord's tier and those bracers don't drop. <laughs> I'm hoping that it, it, later today after we're like done after I'm done working and everything I'm going to go in and I'm going to try again and I'm crossing my fingers that those stupid bracers will drop cuz they only drop off of one dude. They drop off the butcher in High Mall and that's it. He's the only one that drops him, and it drives me nuts. Keep,
2: I keep forgetting there's a butcher in this game,
1: there and not is. just Diablo. Uh, well, there y- there was also Krastanov, the butcher.
2: Oh yeah. yeah,
1: yeah. So technically, there's been two butchers in game <laughs> in World of Warcraft, <laughs> and <laughs> right. one of them predates the Diablo dude, the Diablo three dude. Because yeah, but um, and he had a nice shirt. I have that shirt. It's a very good shirt. Saw I don't shirt. have that shirt still. It's a good shirt. It's a good color. Looks good with a lot of my outfits, speaking of which, you know, going back to the whole transmog thing. Uh, the other thing that I did, did you guys check out yesterday they had the mini holiday, the Curantor tavern Tavern I,
2: Yeah, I did.
1: Okay. Am I the only one who was thoroughly disappointed? No. <laughs> Okay, so here's the problem, right? When they initially, they were going to introduce the Kirin Tor Tavern Crawl, it was back in, what was it, like March or something?
2: January, because I think there's six months between.
1: Okay. Uh, They were going to introduce it back then, and they had to cancel it because there was some sort of, like, technical issue with it, so they couldn't actually run it. So this time was the first time that we'd actually encountered it. And I was gung-ho about the idea, and I was doubly gung-ho because the Auction House Dance Party, did you guys do the Auction House Dance Party? I, I didn't.
2: I, guys, was, I, I was sad that I missed that one. All I did
0: yesterday was run um, Hellfire Citadel for my wife to get bri- bracers from a boss who didn't drop them. Okay.
1: Well, See, so. <laughs> Yay, we're sisters in non-getting bracers because... Yeah, bracers won't drop.
0: Ugh. Bracers won't drop. I don't know what the deal is. So...
1: The auction house dance party was easily the most fun I've had on any of these mini holidays because it was just, you literally, you walked into the auction house, there was a dance floor. Everybody automatically started dancing on the dance floor. Every now and again, it would port like a particular race to the stage and everybody got to like dance on the stage. I mean, the place, yes, the place was packed with people like all day long. It was just packed with people who were... I mean, there was no point to it. There was literally no point to this thing, but everybody was having a wonderful time because you could use your toys in there and stuff too. So there were fireworks going off. People were using the Legion things. People were putting down Moonkin stones. I mean, there was all kinds of stuff going on. It It was... fantastic. It was so much fun. So I was looking forward to the Kirin Tavern Crawl because I was like this sounds like the same kind of wacky thing except that I logged in to do the Tavern Crawl and the NPC that starts you on the Tavern Crawl, the first thing that I noticed was that they were phasing in and out of existence. And by the time I actually clicked on them and managed to get them to port me to the first tavern, I noticed that this was a persistent theme throughout the Tavern Crawl. You'd be in the taverns with like tons and tons of other people and all of the drinks that you were supposed to be drinking and the food that was there available it would phase in and out of existence and yep. it made the whole thing terrible
2: <laughs> yeah I, I was complaining about this in slack chat because yeah. i was writing the po- i was writing the post on it and i was like all right i'll actually you know i'll go see what it's about and i was like oh she you know she's phasing in and out dollar on that's kind of annoying whatever then i got to the first tavern and she was still phasing. And then it was like, alright, I just missed a portal. Sometimes
1: um, sometimes it was a portal, sometimes it was a button that popped up on your UI that you clicked. Yeah. Like, it made no sense. It was like, whatever issues were plaguing it back in January, maybe they hadn't been fixed before they went ahead and kicked this into play. I, I don't I don't understand what was going on. There was something going on with the phase technology where it just it wasn't functioning correctly, and it's a pity because this would have been a really fun event. I mean, it it ported you all over the place, and
2: but some sometimes if you missed the portal or the button, it would port you to the one you were just at because yeah,
1: you go back. And it, forth. it would teleport.
2: It would teleport you to like quote unquote where the party's at or something like that, and. You know, if you missed one round thanks to the phasing issues, then the party was where it was very recently.
1: Yeah. And I yeah. I managed to go the full circle on my Alliance character. Um, and there were some places where I was like, oh my gosh, I forgot this place even existed. You know, that kind of thing. Um, yeah. It did take you to Pandaria, which I was really appreciative of. One of the places it took you was right in front of the brewery in Valley of the Four Winds. Oh, I didn't Thir- know that. Thirst- yeah. Thirsty Alley. Yeah, you went there, and there was like leftover cartons of food sitting out, like those little—you know how they had little Chinese food containers, uh, the props that they had in Missa Pandaria. Those yeah. were laying out, and you could eat those, or you could drink the Storm Brew. And if you drank the Storm Brew, it would like shoot lightning into your face, and that kind of thing. I mean, it was—it was fun. It was really fun. It was just it. it
2: I I it was annoying too cause... I I got. I think I made it to three different bars, and that was all I really needed for the post. And I was like, I'm not going to keep doing this because this is more frustrating than it is fun for me.
1: Yeah, And apparently on
2: PvP servers, it really could suck. Like, you would get teleported, and before you actually load it, you would be dead.
1: Yeah, I I can't imagine... First off, I can't imagine doing that on a PvP server. That would just be madness. Um, (laughs) Secondly... It was kind of fun because I, you know, I'm on a PVE server. Well, I'm on an RP yeah. server, but it's PVE, right? And there were still... It, <laughs> you get ported to Winterspring or you get ported to Gadgetzan, right? And you'd have that one dude who showed up flagged and one other dude decided to attack that dude. And then the guards would get involved. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> and all of a sudden it was mass chaos in the middle of the tavern. It was fantastic, but yeah, it took you to let's see, Winter Spring, Ratchet, um, Booty Bay, Cenaris Yeah, Gadget Sand. Um, oh, yeah. And then it took you to Thirsty Alley in Pandaria. It took you to Sonarian Refugee. Um, Moonglade.
2: That's one of the ones. Moonglade. No, no, the uh, the one in uh, Draenor or er, Outland. Silithus. No, the yeah Oh, yeah, it took you to the in Zanger Refuge. refuge. Yeah. In
1: zangermarsh It took you to Zanger Marsh. You got And then Silithus. I was out there in Silithus. Um, Moonglade was one of the portals. And then it also took you to um, the inn where Rathion was at.
2: Oh, cool. The
1: Tavern in the Mist. The, 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 there was a spot there, too. So, I mean, I think there was like ten different spots that it took you to. Um, something like that. So, it was really... I mean, that part was cool, and then the other part that was cool was that there was, you know, there was food sitting out, there was drinks sitting out, and then you could find these little packages that were sitting out, and if you click the package, it would give you a random hat, and it's like a four-hour buff. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, So you could get, like, the Gilnaeus hat, or you could get, like, a pirate hat, or you could get the really fancy sunglasses. Um, My character's kicking around with the fancy sunglasses right now because <laughs> they
2: were really cool. I, I got, like, the Blingtron party hat, I think. The, like, yeah. The the one that you get, like it turns you to a human normally, but I got just a hat for my yeah. priest.
1: I just, I, I was really kind of disappointed because this was one of the ones that I was really looking forward to the moment it was announced and it didn't work yeah. correctly. So I don't know. It, and and I was really, I was like doubly disappointed because the auction house dance party was so good. <laughs> but it, following it up with this, it was just like a big womp womp, you know, but that's okay. That's all right. We got other stuff coming up this month anyway that I'm really excited about. Oh, yeah! I'm sorry. We should probably talk about news. Go ahead, Rossi.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, actually, since you just mentioned it, we should probably talk about the other stuff that's coming up this month.
1: Yeah, we do. um, I actually have The Trial of Style. I've been waiting for this. I've been waiting, waiting, waiting for this. And we're actually um, getting this on the 17th of the month. It's from the 17th through the 21st. And it's the trial of style you go in you battle against five other players to figure out who the best dressed person is. I don't know how it works exactly. I really don't.
2: There it, it was outlined somewhere. I can't remember. I think you vote like I think the group votes on yeah. who they think looks best. Yeah. And like there's there's you know themes like summer transmog and you have you know so long to Put together to come, a summer to theme transmog. Up, yeah, to yeah. come up
1: with an appropriate outfit and then people vote on which ones they liked best. Um I'm really looking forward to this because I'm kind of obsessive about collecting transmog stuff. Rossi, I, I'm pretty really? sure you we... probably feel the same way. <laughs> yeah,
0: I, I'm I'm actually not sure about doing this because I don't I don't tend to put together outfits based on theme. I tend to just obsessively collect things. So we'll see how I actually do when they I, if I go into this. But I'm going to do it at least once because, I mean, I've got that whole transmog collection. I might as well use it for something. Uh, you know, it's it's an interesting idea at least. And it, it's, I, you know, I'm a big fan of stuff that isn't required. Like, I love things that are put into the game that have no consequences. They don't increase your character power. That's why you I like the mini holidays. It's like yeah. you can
1: participate or you could ignore it. It doesn't matter.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And I, I love that. I don't do any pet battles or pet collecting of any kind. And but I, I think they're great, and I think that they should make more and more of them for people who do. And the best part about them is I can ignore them; I don't have to do them. I've always felt that that's great when they add that kind of thing. That's why I think the mini, the micro holidays are pretty cool. I think this is going to be great because it's completely—I can do it, and if I don't like it, I'll never have to do it again.
1: Yeah,
0: like if you know, if yeah. I go it's in and an it's like, oh. a very
1: fun thing. Yeah, that's all. But we're yeah. also
0: going to get two other cool things this month, though. Um, they're both there are two PvP brawls happening.
1: Well, yeah, it's well, the yeah. PVP brawls are happening again, and yeah, that...
0: but gra- Gravity Lapse is one of them.
1: Yeah, I we've think, had no, Gravity, we, we've yeah. had both of these before. Um, I think we've
2: gone through all the PVP brawls. We have,
1: we have, and we're going to see a return of the Gravity Lapse one. The Gravity Lapse one, you're just going to be periodically launched into the air while it's, you're it's fighting. It's actually,
2: it's a lot of fun because yeah. when you get launched into the air, like you, you can essentially say, "All right, now it's time to go to this tower." You go flying up into the air you aim yourself at the tower and then it's like 10 of the other faction just descend upon you if you're defending that one and it's it's really funny because you can just <laughs> it's just crazy to see everybody fly all over the map and you're like alright well the Alliance or Horde or whoever just went to this place, uh, everybody defend it
1: The other one that's coming up and it's at the end of the month from the 22nd through the 29th is Warsong Scramble and that's the Warsong Gulch one where you can go ahead and cap oh. the flag and your flag doesn't have to be in the base when you do it um, and It, it also it happens to be one of the best ways To grind Warsong reputation so
2: good for Warsong rep <laughs> Yeah So I, if I you need Silverwing
1: Sentinels Or Warsong Gulch rep Sign up for that and participate in that Because you get I forget you how much like it is You get like
2: 500 I think it's I think...
1: 300 per cap But since you yeah. cap like 5 times per side It's like whoever reaches 5 caps first So, every time that flag is capped, you get a lot. Um, And then if you you win, you get more on top of that.
2: You get, like, over a 1,000 rep per win, and they're relatively fast wins. They're
1: quick matches. I
2: I think it's 100 rep, and I think it's 10 captures is what it is. Something like that. But last last time it was in town, or whatever you want to say, um, I got from either Friendly or Honor all the way through Max Exalted, and... It's also great for doing the uh, Battleground Achievements for Warsong because there's ones that's like defend the flag five times which normally that's a huge pain but in this one there's flags everywhere and the cap is increased to 10 so it's a lot easier to be a defender.
1: Yeah, I may have to go see if I can finish capping out. I My reputation on my priest for Warsong is matched just because I did that much Warsong Gulch in vanilla helping people get to High Warlord. But... <laughs> It was an incredible amount of time that I devoted to these stupid <laughs> Battlegrounds back in Vanilla cuz that was a crazy grind. But yeah, I wanted to help my friends get there. Um never got there myself. Never wanted to. Did not have that kind of time. Was like, no, I don't feel like giving up my life just yeah, for a title. Yeah, most people
2: didn't actually have that kind of time they account shared.
1: I know, yeah. Uh the other things coming up this month, we've got Wrath of the Lich King time walking and that's this week and then today, the, yeah. Yeah, and then we've got Cataclysm time walking at the end of the month. So if you've been waiting for Cataclysm stuff, it's coming. It'll be here. It's just gonna be the end of the month when it shows up. And then uh the other thing worth noting, LFR, Kill Jaden. Yeah. Oh yeah. Is next week. It's the final wing. It unlocks next week on the eighth. So if you've been waiting to punch Kill Jaden in the face, you don't have much longer to wait. And then you can see everything that everybody else has been seeing for the past however long it's been since that raid was did,
2: released did they ever confirm if the skybox change happens from lfr i'm yes, pretty
0: they sure did. it does alex okay. F. responded directly <laughs> to a tweet from me saying that it does yeah okay it, does. Okay. it, yeah, it's it
1: it's switches over cool. it's just we haven't been able to unlock it yet but we'll be able to unlock yeah. it did you guys have you guys done the last wing that unlocked
2: uh no actually i i mean i i haven't I've done the bosses on other difficulties, but not on LFR. It's
1: pretty comical because the maiden fight that you do, where you have you get the debuff and you have to jump down the well in the middle.
2: Oh God! <laughs> yeah, that seems yeah. to
1: be like a recipe for ma- like just mass chaos. On I LFR. I'm
2: a little surprised they kept that.
1: They did. They kept it. You have a slightly bigger window to jump into the hole, but you still have to jump into the hole. <laughs> um, for me. It was kind of unfortunate because when I went in to go do it yesterday um, the debuff I had a couple of the debuffs on me and I couldn't figure out which one I didn't figure out which one was the countdown for the well until it was too late so i I oh, jumped yeah. off the edge, but I didn't actually get into the well and I exploded and died so um did that you actually was...
2: did you happen to see the scenery along the way though like there's a oh ton yeah! Of no, stuff. After, yeah.
1: after after we were all done, after we were all done with that and the avatar encounter, um, I zoned out of the instance and then zoned back into the instance so that I could just run around and see everything there was to see, including everything in the elevator and get screenshots of everything in the elevator because the elevator was pretty yeah. great. <laughs> There's like a big old lava worm just chilling down there. You go past him, he's like, "Sup?"
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. I saw that. I was like, "Oh, okay. I guess that's just here."
1: Big skeletons, big skeletons. Like there's a big snake skeleton or dragon skeleton in the middle of it. You know that kind of thing. I love the scenery in Tomb of Sargeras. It's pretty insane. Um, so yeah, I'm looking forward to Kill Jaden. But that's yeah, next week. Anyway, that's it. I think for what's coming up this month, uh, except for the usual Dark Moon Fair and that.
2: Yeah, in-game stuff, in-game wise.
0: Okay. Well, uh, oh, and since we pretty much just con- we just I was just going to say we just covered most of the news that we've had for a while but uh the ptr the heroes ptr right now garage Elscream should have arrived today i believe or yesterday
2: yes, yesterday
0: yesterday so if you've been missing garage um head on over to heroes of the storm and you get to see him again you get to play as him and you get to hit people with his axe so uh, have you played him yet mitch
2: uh i did a little in tri mode i haven't actually played um any like quick matches or verse ai or anything like that because I haven't really had a whole lot of time, and also to do that on the PTR, you need to play three games, which unlocks the gems, Mm. Um, and then you can buy him for the PTR. So it's kind of like play three games and then play the games with the new hero. He does have a really cool set of Mad Max style skins. Really? Which yeah, yeah, I saw
1: them. Yeah, Yeah.
2: it's it's Mad Axe Garage, and there's like I don't know six color variants or something like that to it and there's also they added like a motorcycle mount to the game so that plus like the uh new elite Torn chieftain uh skin they were like showing it off in the in development video they basically look like the you know two big mad max characters and it's like the doof warrior or whatever with the flaming guitar for etc it's really cool
1: okay that's pretty cool does so he feel you... like
0: i was gonna ask does he feel like an arms warrior
1: yeah
2: uh, I don't know. Cause in tri-mode, you kind of see his abilities, but you don't really get a feel for how he plays in group content. He's he's supposed to be a solo tank, though. Like, uh, they don't have a, a ton of solo tanks, um, and his armor, or his uh, passive trait that gives him armor every time his like health drops. I think it's one armor every 2% health gone, something like that. But um, he's, he's meant as a solo tank, so... His DPS isn't super high, as far as I'm aware, but oh no. so he's
0: kind of he's sort of like the original warrior type characters, and not like not like Varian who switches. Yeah,
2: to I honestly I haven't broken down his talents that much, so it's, he could be, but uh, he, his primary intent is as a single tank.
1: I was gonna say Varian's one of those ones though, where like you choose whether he's going to be a tank or. Yeah, yeah, you, want to, you yeah. can be
0: kind of a berserker type DPS, or you can be a tank. On yeah, Varian. I don't think Garrosh has that
1: option him. where you can choose between the two. I think I mean, he's can, just the tank. Boost, yeah?
2: You can boost damage. Like you can go for a damagey build, but Varian is like the very specifically designed to pick between um, arms, fury, and prod. Yeah,
0: I, I I've actually played some on Varian because I bought him with the big you know mega bundle deal. So him, I oh, yeah. actually kind of know, but. I was I was curious as to whether or not they made Garrosh model after an arms warrior or if they went with someone else with them. i may have to try and pick him up so I can take a look at him. Yeah.
1: So if Garrosh just came out on the PTR, how long do we have until he's in game? Do you think is it two probably
2: weeks? probably next week? To be honest, oh, just a week. They're usually they're usually only on for a week, and the patch didn't look like it had any. A, it's not like a big overhaul for any of the other heroes. So I would. It's usually about a week.
1: Okay, cool.
0: All right, well the. Uh... One other thing to mention is the Overwatch League put up details on how it's going to handle player recruitment and salaries and all that stuff. One of the things I found interesting... Did you guys read their their post at all? Yeah. The thing that I found most not. interesting was that they consider every single eligible like adult player in the world to be a free agent for the Overwatch League. Yep. Which is going to have between 48 oh, wow. and 82 total like players.
1: It's just for this first year yeah though. just for
0: this first year just for the first year and it's but because there are that... no
1: established pros as of yet that are doing yeah. that it's it's all kind of experimental i found that like the benefits for players in the overwatch league that's what i found i'm like dang okay we're looking at like an actual career career thing yeah, if you, if you get
0: in, uh if you get in, you basically get a starting salary, you've guaranteed minimum starting salary of $50,000 US. Uh you get health benefits, you get a place to live during the off during the play season. Like you will be like living in player housing. They will give that to you. Um there's there's actually a decent amount of stuff here, but again, don't get too excited thinking I'm going to be an Overwatch pro because there I'm are only about to say that. There's less than 100 potential openings. Yeah. And oh, well then my chances like are great. Two, there's 2 million <laughs> or so people considered eligible. <laughs> like, you know, like, you know, if you take the 3.5 million Overwatch players and subtract the ones who aren't legal adults, yeah. you're still looking at a couple million people.
1: They're, they're, and they're going to be so. combing through and finding the best of the best, is basically what they're looking for here. But, I mean, 50,000 a year minimum. And health insurance and retirement savings plan and all this other stuff. Are you kidding me? That's, that's if pretty you, crazy. If you,
0: are, if you are that good, I would seriously consider trying to do what you can to get in there. Because,
2: yeah. If, if you're a darn youngin', that's good stuff right there. Don't pass up that opportunity.
1: Yeah. And then the other thing is that like performance bonuses, the stuff that they get from like winning playoffs and league events and things like that, at least 50% of those team performance bonuses will be going to the, directly to the players. So, it's wow. yeah, it, it's crazy. And the total bonuses available for Overwatch League teams in just in season 1 is 3.5 million with a minimum 1 million awarded to the season 1 champion. So, yeah. I mean, we're talking crazy, crazy, crazy. I mean, this is like pro sports level stuff you know and keep in mind
0: too yeah one of the things keep in mind too is this is all based around the idea that they have currently have 7 teams yeah they want to have more than 17 yes, they're they still working on having more teams so if they get the amount of teams they want there there will be more openings
1: cuz right now right now it's all US it's all US no, there's except one, for there's Seoul and um Shanghai those are the yeah, only Seoul two yeah Shanghai yeah those are the only two that are outside of the US and they want to theoretically in theory anyway they want to have these league teams like worldwide they don't even have any eu teams right now um and that's because i guess people have to like buy into the overwatch league and that also costs an extraordinary amount of money i don't know where they're going with this i'm just kind of fascinated i'm just watching the process and i'm kind of fascinated by this whole process cuz i've never actually seen anything like this happen before so yeah
0: this is pr- this is pretty huge if the it goes off, that, if it works.
1: Yeah, the big thing that I'm I'm really pleased with right now is that the salary, the minimum salary that the players are going to get, that's a pretty substantial salary and it comes with health. And, like They're making sure that they're taking care of their players. They aren't going to recruit a bunch of players and treat them like dirt or anything like that. They're making sure that everybody is really well taken care of. Um, yeah. Which, it, is, which
2: something like, you know, treating players like dirt is something that can legit happen with esports because yeah. there are a bunch of young college age students who don't really know how to sign contracts.
1: They don't, they with... don't yeah, they aren't really into the whole business thing yet and particularly in the realm of esports. I mean, if you're looking at like a sports player like, you know, a college student is playing football, basketball, whatever okay, they're probably made well aware of what goes on for people recruiting for like major league teams or like the NFL, that kind of thing um, eSports players, not so much there's not really I don't I don't think that there's the same kind of like depth of knowledge, because it's still kind of a relatively new thing. You don't see esports regularly on ESPN or anywhere else. Um, you see the games on Twitch. You see them elsewhere. So, it's... I don't there was, know. I'm there just glad Heroes that
2: they Heroes was on Disney XD or is going to be, I think. Oh, really? I saw that floating around Twitter. Yeah. One of the Heroes tournaments is going to be played on Disney XD.
1: Hey, that's cool. I, thought that was I wonder kind if of interesting. I have yeah. Disney XD. I don't know. Anyway... Um, <laughs> So, yeah, it, it's just, it's one of those things where, like I said, I, I'm glad that they actually appear to be, they, they've got the welfare of the players in mind while they're putting this stuff together, and I appreciate that, because the last thing you want is, you know, a bunch of impressionable people that maybe don't have the best business sense in the world being taken advantage of for doing something that they think is really, really fun, you know? Yeah. <sighs> so, yeah.
0: What. Yeah, that's that's happening, and that's pretty cool. We'll see where it goes. I, if it if this works, it's going to change esports.
1: Significantly. That's,
0: yeah, this, it's going to be not just the reason I just listed, which is a really good reason, but it'll become... You're going to see agents. You're going to see people... There's going to be who, a like,
1: legitimacy, kind of. Yeah,
0: you're going to actually see people who make a living around the apparatus of esports, not just playing it, but actually setting it up, working it. It's, it's going to be fascinating to watch if it works out. We'll see what happens. Yeah. But uh, next up, last thing we're going to mention is uh, there's going to be another one of those live Q&As this week, I believe Thursday at 11 a.m. Pacific time, uh, which is about WoW patch 7.3, and it's with Ian Hazakostis. So that's, you know, if you're listening to this while we're recording it, that's three days from now, two days from now. And if you're listening to it, I think tomorrow is when it would go on the site.
1: Uh, it actually goes on the site on Thursday. So, so you if you're listening to this thickness. on the site, it's already too late and this Q&A has already <laughs> happened.
0: <laughs> too late. <laughs> so if you're listening to it live, tell people, okay? <laughs> so they know, okay? Just tell people. But yeah, that's, that's happening. That's pretty important because 7.3 is coming out fairly soon, I would think. Uh, they've, um... they've tested
1: it quite a bit. They've tested it quite a bit. I think they unlocked all the story stuff. I don't know if they've raid tested all of the bosses in the new raid, but the thing is, is it's going to be like any other patch where the patch comes out and then the raid is released later. So, it's going to be a little while. And, and, I mean, they can continue yeah. to do raid testing without, while I'm, having I'm 7.3 live.
2: If if they follow their pattern, um, it will be, uh, what, the 29th is when we'll see
1: 7.3. 29th of this month? Yep. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised.
2: But, I doubt they'll announce it during the Q&A. Um, no, probably not. That's, that's pretty far in advance.
1: Yeah, I don't think that they're going to announce it at the Q&A or anything, but what they're going to be talking about primarily is just 7.3 content, stuff that's happening in 7.3, any questions that people might have about 7.3. Um, there's a forum thread where you can submit questions to be answered, or if you've got Twitter, you can use the Twitter hashtag LegionQA please know it's QA, not Q and A. <laughs> and they will go ahead and pick the questions that they deem worth answering and they will put them there on the live stream. So. And
2: uh, if if your Twitter handle or Twitter name is not appropriate, they're not going to pick you. Uh, yeah, that's, Im- that's important to note. The question can be appropriate, but your name has to be as well. Yeah, yeah.
0: they're not going to read this question from, you know, bleep, 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 bleep. You know, they're just going to. Ignore you because I don't. am going to I'm change
2: much. my Twitter name to bleep 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 bleep. bleep.
1: <laughs> yeah, because they flashed the question, like the, the question and the question asker. <laughs> they they, they flash that up on the screen there. So if it's not appropriate for a live stream, they're probably not going to. Uh, it's just one of those things to think about if you're going to submit a question. Anyway, so yeah. Um, if you're listening to this on the website, it's already happened. You should go see what happened with it, what questions were asked, what questions were answered, or if you're avoiding spoilers for 7.3, maybe don't go look at it. (laughs) I guess they're probably going to talk about some of them.
0: All right. But uh, next up is emails, which we usually do on the show around this time. If you have an email for the show, please send it to podcast at blizzardwatch.com with the subject line podcast or blizzardwatch. So we know it's for this show. Um, and you guys have been trying to keep them short, so that's cool because it means that Ann can read more of them and we can get to more of them. But just remember, you know, tweet length is ideal and definitely try not to send us a 500-word email, which you guys have done in the past because we can't use them. We can't read a 500-word email and then answer it. It's it's too long. So uh, Ann needs them, so if you don't mind, Dan.
1: Okay, uh, we're going to start with the one that we missed last week So uh, this one is from Sulvara Havoc Demon Hunter from Storm Reaver US Who says, hi watchers, on your last show Or it would probably be the show after the last show Rossi mentioned his great love for the Alliance While Anne equally mentioned hers for the Horde Keep in mind, I'm just going to like Self-insert here and say I love both the Alliance and the Horde Hi guys, like them both Anyway um, back to the email at hand. Mentioning Alliance made me want to play my Worgen Warrior again. However, I'm so sad that Gilneas City is not playable as a capital city. I have a deep love for Gilneas, Gilnean culture, Gengrey and Worgen in general. Do you think in a future expansion we'll get Gilneas City and undermine as playable capitals? With the recent leak of... Col- oh, wait. Do we, we even want to like talk about that with the leak thing? I don't think we want to talk about that. can just bleep that part. We're just going to... We're not going to talk about that part. Anyway... Uh, so, yeah, Silvara's so hopes are for some sort of oceanic expansion in the future, with reason for undermining Gilneas coming back into the fold. What are your thoughts? Thanks. Love the podcast and have listened for years, even back when it was the old site. Um, I was just going to
0: say up front before we even start, Yeah, uh, I love Torin, so I do like Horde, because I can play a Torin when I play Horde.
1: I mean, so. I don't think we really need to defend our factional choice. Do I play Horde primarily? Yes. But I love them both.
2: Alliance have... sucks. Blizzard have... Watch loves the Horde.
1: I I have I think I have more 110s on Alliance side right now than I do on Horde, because I think I've got three Alliance characters at 110, and then two Horde characters at 110 right now. Yeah.
0: yeah all like my 110s say, are I, Alliance, so.
2: I would like to officially announce that Blizzard Watch has a Horde bias.
1: Okay, sure. You can just, do that, Mitch.
2: Just stir the pot. <sighs>
1: Regardless, But to, answer this, yeah, to answer this,
0: I don't think we're going to see it because we haven't seen it and i haven't seen any signs of anybody doing any work to develop it but i would like to see it i would love to see gilneas as an actual playable player place you know you can go to and do stuff i think that would be great i don't know if anyone's really been dying for undermine like i maybe some goblin players have i don't know but i don't recall anyone bringing it up
1: i would like to see undermine there you go i want to see undermine i would like to see okay um You know, the Hearthstone thing with the whole Gadgetzan? Streets of Gadgetzan? Yeah. 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 Um, The mean Streets of Gadgetzan. I would like to see an Undermine that is that. (laughs) I think we've mentioned this before where we're like, let's make Undermine like the Vegas of WoW. (laughs) where you go there and it's just like this seedy (laughs) underbelly where terrible things happen. I think that that would be fantastic. I don't know if I've mentioned that on the show or if I was talking to other people about that. I may have been talking to other people about that. Regardless, I think it would be cool to see Undermine. Honestly, I really do. Um, I think it would be, it'd be like, it'd be a cool faction neutral place to have because we haven't had one of those in a while, I mean, we had Shatrath, and then we had Dalaran, and now we've got Dalaran again. But we haven't had an actual like hub, hub that was a neutral hub where both Alliance and Horde could like hang out side by side in a while that was like brand new. Um, don't get me wrong, I love Dalaran, but I want to see some new scenery, you know. Yeah. And I feel like Undermine might be the place to do that. As far as oh. Gilneas goes. Yeah, I love Gilneas, and I love all the art assets in Gilneas, and I really wish that those were utilized more. Um, and I think it's kind of a waste that that entire city, that gorgeous, gorgeous city, is no longer relevant. I don't I don't care for that. Anyway, Mitch, go ahead. Sorry.
2: I was going to say, I kind of, I actually, someone asked about this in the queue. Um, they were actually talking about, like, different uh, faction conflicts, or not racial conflicts like do we need something more than just undead versus um gilneas etc like orcs versus humans um and i thought you know undead versus gilnean you know i think it's really cool but gilnean versus anyone i think would be a really cool way to get gilneas back like i i would love to see a campaign to get gilneas back to the alliance like even if it's like the forsaken got like the second half of the gilneas story in cataclysm which a lot of Alliance players kind of felt shafted on. Um, And I think it would be kind of fair in all respects for the Gilneas players or Worgen players to have an Alliance only sort of solo scenario type chain or whatever you want to do to get Gilneas back. Um, I think it would be really cool. Undermine, I, goblins don't interest me that much. I think it would be really cool, especially if they did go with like a neutral faction hub kind of thing more so than like, this is a, you know, horde only place. Um, but Gilneas is just, it's a whole zone of like nothing. And there's just, you could have so much there.
0: See, my thing is that I remember way back in the day, and this was actually on a horde character when I was first leveling my first Toran warrior through silver pine. And I remember running away from a son of a which is unrelated, but just, you know, <laughs> to set the scene, I was running in terror from a son of a And I ended up, there was this like wall and I was like, what the heck is that? Why is this big wall here? This looks like the wall over in uh, the zone over Hill, in Hillsbrad. Why do we have a wall like that here? And there were these people in front of it, like in caravans. And they were like trying to get in and nobody would like come. Like the gate was sealed and nobody would come to the to, to the wall. And I remember the first time I saw that and I thought, this is really interesting. Um, I need to get in there and see what it is. And of course, if you did manage to wall hop it, there was nothing there. It,
2: yeah, it, it was it a was big just, empty thing and nothing. But it was it still felt cool.
0: Yeah, but... Ever since then, I've always wanted to to, to do Gilnaeus. When they announced Worgen for Cataclysm, I was super happy. I rolled Worgen as soon as I could. I thought, great, this is awesome. We're finally going to get to see Gilnaeus. And then they suddenly got me on a boat and took me to Darnassus. And I've never gotten over that feeling of what? Why are we going to Darnassus? What does Darnassus have to do with anything? But my house. <laughs> yeah, I, all my stuff was back there. All my friends, like you know, we had that big thing where we buried Liam. Remember the big thing where we buried Liam and we swore we would take back our... Why are we leaving? That's not taking it back. What's going on, guys? 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 They
2: also originally had, like, a battleground that was planned in, like, the four different sectors of yeah. Gilneas Capital City, which I thought would have been really cool. And, then, I they, mean, not that... They
0: didn't do it. They did the weird one with the mill instead. Yeah. Because it was easier to do, I guess. See, but here's the, I... the
1: thing. Here's the thing. I understand why they didn't make it a capital city from the onset, Right because it borders a low-level leveling zone of the opposite faction. So on a PvP server, that means that if anybody wanted to go grief somebody, they could easily do so just by hopping over a zone instead of having to travel to another continent to do it. So it wouldn't exactly discourage that kind of griefing. At the same time... They could go ahead and make it so that, you know, Silverpine and Hillsbrad, you can't go grief a low-level player in that zone, maybe if you are not appropriate level, or do phasing, or do something. There are solutions that they could take here, where that zone, where Gilneas, like that entire zone, could be made functional and usable, and I really wish that they would. Um, but I do understand their reasoning, though. There, there's logic behind it. It's, it's, it's a matter of, we don't want people, you know, griefing the low-level people. It's why when you go to Stormwind, there's no Horde zones anywhere nearby. You go to Ironforge, there's no Horde zones anywhere. You go to any any capital city, no matter which faction you're on, there's no high-level zones yeah, nearby.
0: But you know what they used to do, though, which which was pretty close to a high-level zone being nearby? Um, Orgrimmar and Darnassus aren't far. No, they are not. And Men- in Menethil, not Menethil, uh, Theramore used to be right there, right to the south, which was... It wasn't really used as a, a capital city as such, but people went there all the time.
1: Yeah, and, and then it then Grom, kind of Grom Gaul was kind of the same way over on yeah. Eastern Kingdoms.
0: So there is some room for this kind of thing because you don't have to make Gilneas an actual capital city with like an AH. You don't have to make it the kind of place you absolutely can do all your business out of. you can just make it a place where Alliance players can go, it, maybe there's some quests, maybe it's like a level 45 zone or something. You just have Gilnaeus be a little place people can go and do some stuff. You don't have to make it a big draw to high-level characters, because there's nothing stopping a high-level character from going there right now, really, if they want to. If you make it just so it's there, and you can hang out there if you want to, and maybe there's a little something there, it'd be fine. It doesn't have to be a big hub that attracts people. I feel like that's all you have to do to avoid griefing. You don't have to even worry about phasing or whatever. Just make it so it's not vital to go there
1: i'm still of the opinion that it would be i mean i know i think we talked about this last week about whether or not they should when i mentioned they should like phase the entire world for higher level players and make world quests actually world quests worldwide that's where gilnaeus could come into play i feel like
2: that would be awesome
1: yeah is something like that where you're phased out from those low levels you know it's everything is higher level um, and you can flip it back if you want to, you can flip it back and go back to the low level stuff, or you can stay on the higher level content and go do that kind of thing. I still, I still feel like that's something that could be utilized in that situation. Undermine, I feel like Undermine has to be a neutral city because the thing with the goblins and the horde, right? The goblins and the horde are from one specific place cartel. They're from the Bilgewater cartel. And they joined the Horde because the Horde helped them out. The rest of the goblins all over the world don't care as long as you give them money. It's the Gadgetzan, Booty Bay, Ratchet. If you go there as Alliance or Horde, they don't care. They'll take your money. Because <laughs> that's what they're interested in. And Undermine is supposed to be this hub and center of like all trade with the trade princes and everything else. I feel like they could like make that into the kind of neutral hub where both Alliance and Horde could hang out and spend their hard-earned money, which is exactly what the goblins would like them to be doing, you know? So I could see where Undermine would fit as, like, a neutral city. Gilneas, I I just, I feel like Gilneas, so much work was put into it, making it so visually distinct and so beautiful, and then it was just kind of thrown away. They have that, like,
2: cathedral area that I just love. it's It's so, yeah.
1: It's so gorgeous, and there are little Gilnean-themed zones here and there. I mean, even in Legion, you've got Bradensbrook. It's got the Gilnean buildings and art assets and things like that, but it's not the same thing, you know? It, it's just... it. Why would you yeah. put that massive city in there and then not use it again? Like, only use it for that first 15 levels or so, and then leave it, never to return.
2: That's... It. And on a similar note, I, I love the, like, water look and the island that the goblins get in their starter zone and you can't actually go back to that either. Yeah. Um and I would love some sort of if not, you know, if not be able to go back to that one, some sort of zone that utilizes that particular like color variant of water and that sort of for at or uh, with, island scenery.
1: At least with with Gilneas, you know, if you you want can go to, there physically. You me? can fly there and you can go there, but you yeah. know, if you're if you're Horde and you're playing as part of the Bilgewater cartel, once you leave Kazan, there's no going back. Once you leave and those it's... islands, there's no going back.
2: Yeah, and they have like the the very first area that's like all I forget, they tried to compare it to like Grand Theft Auto or something. Like Kazan. that's not my Yeah. That's not my favorite aesthetic. It's unique though. Um but I, I love the island that you go to after Kazan.
1: The island is really pretty with the big volcano and everything. Yeah, I like yeah. that area. I need to play a goblin again. I haven't gone back and like played through that area in forever. And now that we're talking about it, I'm like, yeah, I kind of miss that scenery too. Anyway, um, <laughs> hope that answers your question, Uh Let's go to the next email here. Next email is from Alessander who says, Assuming that one day there will be a Warcraft 4 because why not print more money, would you like it to continue a known story in the MMO, cough? Ka- Fulgen, cough Jaina, cough Rathion, or someone new set in or something new set in the unknown past.
2: Okay. Neither. So <laughs> neither. Who, who wants to who I don't want to to go set first? The unknown okay, account. let's I... let
1: Mitch go first here.
2: Okay. No, so <laughs> um I I've always wondered how they would actually do a Warcraft 4, because uh, if if it takes place like on Azeroth, then it, it would it seems like it can't really be a story that's in the world we inhabit right now. Because then the story would have to be reflected in WoW in some weird way. Like, you'd be using two different games to tell a story in the same universe. But I thought it would be cool. And I know, you know, not everyone might like this idea. But if Warcraft 4 took place on the uh, AU Draenor. And, like, we got to see Farallon. We got to see the Ogre continent that was, like, to the south originally. We got to, you know, finish up storylines there. Hang out with Urel. I thought that would be cool because that wouldn't really interfere with anything that's happening right now in WoW like you wouldn't need to really update anything in the world that we inhabit um and it could you know do warlords a little more justice than it got and we could actually see some of that lost content
1: That would That's my take that. on it. That wouldn't be a bad idea. Okay, Rossi. I straight up want them to do it just as close to the current day
0: as possible. I don't have a problem with that because every expansion we end up with stuff happening out of game out of world of Warcraft that affects world of Warcraft. We get it like tie in novels. We get story elements, things we didn't see. So why not have Warcraft four come out and change the world? You, you're doing your expansion. You're in the middle of say, we're using Legion purely as an example, because it's the one we're playing now. I'm not saying they're going to do this, but let's assume we're all playing Legion. And then there's a sudden announcement. Yeah. We're at games. Warcraft four is coming out and Warcraft four is the story of what happens between Legion and the next expansion. And boom, you, all this, you, you know, you get these new characters and that way you don't have to worry about like your character getting like sidelined. Like one of the things that's been weird about every expansion is that your character goes to the raid, but it's, you know, Illidan who rips open a big portal and shows you Argus. You know what I mean? It's not you. You don't get to, when we killed Gul'dan, we didn't get to kill Gul'dan. Illidan got to kill Gul'dan. When I went to fight Garage Hellscream, I stopped him and then there was this big scene where Thrall was gonna kid him in the head with a hammer and Varian stops him I'm sitting going, Guys, 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 we are doing doing this stuff. Why are you here? You don't have that problem if you do a Warcraft four. You get to just you can just see the characters act and you don't have to worry about players getting shoehorned to the side so that Sylvanas can look cool. Sylvanas can just do things. So I would actually straight up be on board with him just doing a modern day Warcraft story with Warcraft Four and you can make it fit. It's not a problem. You can sh- squeeze it in just like you could a novel or, you know, any other tie-in. They they've had World, but, World of Warcraft comics, they've had World of Warcraft novels. I wouldn't have a problem with them straight up just doing Warcraft 4 and then to have the next WoW expansion be playing off of it.
2: I wouldn't have a problem. I just don't know if they would do it because I think some players might be like, "Oh, they're, you know, trying to get us to buy another game to see, you know, major this, story elements."
0: This isn't what this isn't a question they asked me what did I thought they would do.
2: Okay. What yeah, that's fair.
0: Fair. I fair. I don't think they will do a Warcraft Four anytime soon. I feel like they they will do other games before they go to Warcraft Four. It's only when World of Warcraft is utterly lacking in any sort of profitability that they're going to consider developing Warcraft Four, and I don't think that'll be for a while. So.
1: I, on the other hand, would love to see them do Warcraft 4 and set it in the original Formation of the Human Kingdoms and the Troll Wars, because that would be fun.
2: Ooh, okay. Yeah, Yeah, that would be
1: cool. I want to see, like, old-school Erathor, and I want to see, like, old-school fighting Xandalar, or not the Xandalar, but, um... The Amani up in so Zul- and bring in the High Elves, bring in the formation of like all of these kingdoms and things like that. Bring in guard because I want to see more with guard and we're not going to get it in World of Warcraft, so why not put it in Warcraft Four? I mean, there are several periods of history that I think could be covered in in like a Warcraft Four, or even like a Warcraft Five. You know that that aren't necessarily rounded out in world of Warcraft or any of the prior games. It's just material that's there in Chronicle that they could kind of borrow from and expand and make some kind of viable option. You know what I mean?
2: Yeah. Someone in chat mentions, uh, couldn't they just retell wow stories in RTS form like ICC with strategy instead of with like RTS style. Um, they could, I don't, again, I think that's a
0: situation where people straight up wouldn't be interested yeah because, because they know what happens yeah at least if you do the if you do the like the formation of the human kingdoms at least that stuff people mo- mostly don't know unless they're like us and they read chronicle and get really into the lore i mean for a lot of people it would be new um but doing something like that's literally been like the biggest wow expansion ever yeah i, I think people would be like yeah i know what happens he loses
1: it's like <laughs> yeah i mean I,
2: I mean icc was just an example but yeah I, I think seeing stuff we've already done i don't know if that would interest players
1: It'd be kind of It'd like be, a retread thing. That um, being
2: said, too, the
0: other problem is, is that once you start going down the rabbit hole of cool stuff from the past, I mean, I want to see the, the the War of the Ancients if we're going to do go that, down that road. Yeah, make a Warcraft 4 out of that. Heck, why not? The problem is there's so much of it. I mean, you yeah. seriously, like... Um, there's a lot
1: of material. <laughs> there's a lot of well, games you could th- make out of just that.
0: One thing you could possibly do, I mean, would would be kind of weird but kind of interesting, is if you use the carvers of Time... And then you basically That's what had, I'm saying.
1: Just straight up caverns of time. It.
0: Yeah, but that way you get to like see elements like imagine a Warcraft four mission that is going to Draenor to prevent the Horde from from being destroyed before it could form. Uh, you're trying to preserve the timeline by by making these things happen that were supposed to happen. There's lots of stuff you could do, but I really don't think we're going to get a Warcraft four anytime soon. But if we'd got one, I'd love to see all that stuff. So That would be great. I just I'd also like to see a Warcraft four that. Did new stuff, too, for that matter. I'd love to see what's on the rest of the planet. Because every time you've had a Warcraft game, the world's <laughs> gotten bigger. Yeah. Like seriously, Warcraft 1, it's stuck in what is basically just Stormwind. Warcraft 2, the whole Eastern Kingdoms are developed. Warcraft 3, oh, hey, Kalimdor and Northrend. So go ahead with the Warcraft 4 and suddenly so go to, like, you know, I don't know, Metzlandia, and you find like the race <laughs> of Metzens. I don't know. I'm just saying. You <laughs> Metzlandia. Know?
2: For the Metzins. <laughs>
0: Give him something to do. He voices everybody in Metslandia. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's where Mets and the reindeer is from. That's where they all came from. Metslandia. So yeah. Alessander, hope that answers your question. Uh next email, let's this is probably just gonna be your last one for today. Uh it says, Dear Blizzard Watch Podcast Crew I want to just say thanks for picking a previous question of mine about Zira. It really opened up my mind about the character to hear a different perspective on her. One of the things I really enjoy about the podcast is you often have different perspectives on questions. Anyway, on to the question I wanted to ask. Zalatath mentions how only one would remain to consume the world and the only active old god is Nazath, since we incapacitated Cthulhu and Yogg-Saron. How do you think Nazoth will go about devouring the other two remaining old gods? From Nehru 110 Rogue, Kirin Tor. Shout out to my fellow rogue. What do you guys think?
0: This
2: is the one I want to let Mitch answer. Uh, I, I don't know if I have a good answer for this one yet. Um, I, I don't know if it's like a, a metaphorical devouring or like a little de- literal devouring. I'm, honestly, I just want to see what happens with the Zoth because the Zoth has had so much buildup. Um, actually, you go first, Rossi, because I, I want to play off what you have to say.
0: Well, first off, I don't know that it's actually going to be the Zoth. For all that Nizoth has had a ton of buildup, I'm not willing to say that I trust them not to show us that it, there's some fourth o- old you know god that we don't know about. We're gonna about.
1: come back from defeating the Burning Legion, and we're gonna look up in the sky, and there's gonna be this giant void tentacled thing that's just gonna crash into the earth, and it's gonna yeah. be an old god we've never heard of that's just arrived.
0: <laughs> Hi, I'm here. <laughs> well, you, the thing is, we know that from that from uh, Nighthold that there is at least one world completely infested by them. Yes. That's out there somewhere. And, you know, they were being contacted by the Nighthold elves, the Augur. So who knows? There could be a lot of weird stuff could happen.
2: Did, did you guys see the, the one thing about, um, like, it looks like Nazoth in the sky near the Shaman, uh, the Maelstrom? Did you guys see that?
1: Yeah, if you go into Deepholm and you look up from Deep Deepholm.
2: Yeah, it looks like it could be, that could be Nazoth.
1: I don't think that that's actually, but, you know people like to take hints where they can find them
2: yeah
0: i just it, one of the things that we've had so far as we've seen Cthulhu and yogg they've been incapacitated but as you, as you pointed out incapacitated don't mean stopped we've we've c'thun has been canonically stopped twice and it doesn't seem to matter he, he was still burbling away in cataclysm uh yogg very definitely you know spans the entirety of northrend and, and he's still yeah,
1: doing things
0: yeah, so it could be that N'Zoth comes—I think N'Zoth is going to be the one acting. That doesn't mean he's going to devour the other two just because he's going to devour the world. It really is a situation that the old gods, whichever one of them gets to the core first, that's what you have to worry about. They don't need to fight each other. They just need—it's a race. Which one of us but, gets to corrupt the world's soul?
2: Going to go so, ham on
0: the core? Yes, literally yeah, so. Yeah, they're
1: going to go ham on the core. Here's Here's my— Thing about Nizoth is that, you know, Zalatath is talking about how Nizoth was the weakest and wasn't very good, blah, 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 likes to throw a lot of shade in Nizoth's general direction, but at the same time, Nizoth has been sleeping all of this time and not doing anything. And Zalatath may be looking at that with kind of derision or whatever, but Nizoth was also tapped into the Emerald Dream. And what is the Emerald Dream? It's a gigantic source of natural power for the world. So N'Zoth may have just been, you know, chilling, spreading the nightmare, getting a lot stronger, and when it actually wakes up, it's going to be a force to be reckoned with. I don't think it's going to devour the other two. I think it might even empower the other two to actually bust out and start doing more stuff. Because we know Yogg-Saron. yogg still active. If you did the um, lead-up quest for Legion when you go up north and you go to Ulduar and you're going to find Magni Bronzebeard, you're attacked by tentacles when you walk in. That's not Magni or anything. That's remnants of (laughs) Yogg-Saron actively trying to get you and it's like, wait, didn't we kill that guy? Oh, okay. No. Maybe that thing isn't as dead as we thought it was. Which is that seems to be the case for any of the old guys. You mentioned Cthulhu. C'Thun keeps coming back. I'm
0: going to be up front. There's one old god we haven't talked about that Zalatath is considered to be a
1: part of. Yashiraj. Yes. Yeah.
0: Yashiraj we thought was really, really, really dead. I mean, the Titans killed him. It was a big deal. And yet his heart was capable of influencing, you know, Garash. His heart was capable of acting.
1: And you had the Shah all over the place. Yeah.
0: The Shah were everywhere. It's very possible that since some crazy shadow priest keeps empowering Zalatath, <laughs> that at the end of all this, we'll find out that the reason that only one God is going to devour the world is because Zalatath is going to do it. And Zalatath will be effectively a new old God. Or
2: I am okay with this.
0: It will just be your Shiraj again. So one or the other. I, I do honestly feel like there's there's still stuff we don't know about what these guys are doing.
2: That actually um, only kind of related brings back to the Warcraft 4 question I would love to see something during the you know the whole
1: the uh, Black empire. empire
2: yeah the Black Empire yeah I would that love would be cool to too for
1: Warcraft 4
0: imagine if you got to play as the uh, Titanforged Armies that are like conquering the Black Empire you could
1: empire. play as the forged Armies or you could play as the Armies of the Old Gods like you could play either Which side. Which one would it'd I great. pick? It'd be great. You could even
0: start. You could even start with like you could start with the Black Empire and conquer Azeroth as the Black Empire and beat the uh, Elemental Lords and enslave them. Then you could switch to, to Chapter Two. Would be the Titan Forge and you conquer the world again and you beat the Elemental Lords and then you beat the Old Gods and Chapter Three is like, you maybe plays the Dragons or something. Like, kind of the way Warcraft 3 did it with, like, you know... Yeah, the where you played as the different
1: factions for the different... Blizz, please do this. It would be pretty fun. I'd be I'd be behind something like that. I'm not really one for RTS games, but I would play that. I would play it on easy mode, but I would play that. Anyway, yeah, as far as Nazoth goes, N'Zoth is bad news. That's that's all we know right now. I don't know if N'Zoth is actually going to devour the other old gods. I, I still, I feel like... I feel like Nazoth, if anything, would empower them. Um, We kicked Nazoth out of the Emerald Dream. We essentially woke him up. He's starting to wake up. They said as much. They flat out said as much. The little dagger thing that Mitch is carting around said said as much. (laughs) So we have a lot to contend with when we're done with all of this Legion stuff that we think is so direly important. There's other stuff to be looking at. Um, N'Zoth is one of those things. But that wraps us up for emails. So uh, Blizzard Watch is made possible due to the generous contributions at patreon.com slash Blizzard Watch. And your continued support means that this podcast site and community is able to thrive and grow. Blizzard Watch supporters enjoy exclusive benefits like early access to the podcast, a better chance at having your question answered on our podcast or the queue, and an ads-free site experience.
0: Thank you very much, Anne. Uh, Again, if you have an email for the show, please send it to podcast at blizzardwatch.com. Um, send it again with uh, either podcast or blizzard watch in the subject line so you need you know we know you mean this show this has been the blizzard watch podcast i'm your host matt Uh, with me has been ann and mitch thank you guys very much for listening and we'll be here next week